Jared of the GM on ESPN 1025 The Game. Preds season opener tomorrow night right here on ESPN 1025 The Game. We'll be live at Pete and Terry's Tavern where you can stop by and register to win a pair of tickets to that game uh, live from Pete and Terry. So we'll be there 2 to 6 tomorrow, and you can come by between 2 and 445 and register to win a pair of tickets for game number one season opener, Preds and Minnesota tomorrow night. And it, I cannot believe it's the start of the Preds season. It doesn't feel like it's time to start Preds hockey, mainly because it's about 130 degrees outside. It comes around quickly, doesn't it? Oh, Seems yeah, like it does. this, And like you said, the temperature's been 200 degrees, so you think it's, you know, July or something. Well, I will say this. This has been the longest off season. it feels like I can remember in forever with the Predators. Yeah. And that's because it has been. Because they lost in the first round. So there is a mega story with the Predators that I I am stunned is not a bigger story in the local Nashville media. And that is surrounding the contract of the team captain. Now, in the Titans case, their captain, Marcus, needs a new contract too. And is that not like the number one topic of discussion in Nashville is Marcus's contract? Now? Oh, yes. About, well, you know, are you going to give him $28 million? Oh, I don't know. Is he the guy? Is he not the guy? Is he oh, his contract? Yes. Well, Every game think, people talk about giving him the money and whether uh, or not they're going to do I, it. I or, think whether or not they, the how he does, how he performs this year. I think if he performs really, really well, then it will be a discussion. If he por- performs really, really poorly, and, you know, probably won't be much of a discussion at all. So the Preds captain, Roman Yossi, doesn't have a contract. Does not have a contract extension. And they start the season tomorrow. So it looks like he'll start the season without a contract extension. Anybody else think this is a problem? Because I, I know three things are likely to happen, right? Roman Yossi is a free agent at the end of this season. Three things. There can only be three outcomes during the year. Number one, they sign an extension. Number two, he plays and goes through the course of the year and then becomes a free agent at the end of the year. And number three, they trade him at some point in the season. Now, everybody will say them trading him is the least likely option. What if the team doesn't start off well this year? What if they start off really poorly? Now, does the option of trading Roman Yossi become something you think about? Haven't signed the guy to an extension. And I don't know how close they are, how far apart they are. I have no idea. But to be honest with you, I thought he was such a priority to them that they would have had him signed. Like, I thought they were going to sign Duchesne July 1, and they were going to sign him July 2. Well, yeah, but I mean, you have no idea what he's looking for. Right, which is the problem. Yeah, they have had... Good luck with some of these guys because these guys have been willing to take, you know, what have we called it? You know, hometown a, discount. A hometown discount. Well, he may not be willing to do that. You know, he may already know, hey, I can get $11 million a year out here someplace. So why do I need to come here and play for nine? I don't, I, I'm just throwing out numbers. I have no clue. But I would guess that he's he's going through some of that. So. I, I don't disagree. I In fact, I agree with that plenty, which maybe they thought they could get him to take a hometown discount, and he's not going to, and maybe he wants to break the bank, and they don't know how they can do that, 
I think that that is a very valid possibility. But the one thing I know is this general manager has gone on record and said he is not going to get Ryan Suter again. And if you let Roman Yossi play without a contract extension, then you run the risk of getting Ryan Suter. And Roman Yossi was on the midday show yesterday, and they asked him about the contract. This was Roman Yossi yesterday. You probably get tired of, it, of being asked this and stuff, but everybody knows that what the team would like to do is create a long-term situation with you. I'm guessing you're not going to give a scoop on the air here today. <laughs> but we will but, take uh, it if you will. I mean, if you would like but, to but, announce that, that'd yeah. be great. But I'm hoping that everything is, is, is moving and at, at some point it'll, it'll get done. Uh, yeah, I hope so. I mean, <laughs> I understand it's a it's a topic, but um, uh, like I said before, I'm I'm for me it's it's just another season. Like I'm trying to focus on my hockey game, I'm trying to get ready for the season, uh, having a good camp, and um, yeah, that's uh, that's all I can do. So I never believe players when they say, "Hey, I'm not thinking about it, man. I'm just focused on the season." Okay, are you really? You know. And the other side of this is again for this general manager, he has said. He's not going to do that like what happened with Ryan Suter. So, again, that leaves three options. Either they sign an extension, he plays, or he gets traded. So what do you do? Because last year there was a lot of talk that, hey, if Ryan Ellis shows up to training camp without a contract, they're probably going to trade him. And Ryan Ellis signed a contract before training camp. Well, training camp's over. Season starts tomorrow. What do you do? And what if you don't, this is why these first couple of games are so big. What if you start off by Thanksgiving and you're playing poorly? Like, I don't know, the team who won the cup last year and how bad they were right around Thanksgiving last year. Now what do you do with Roman Yossi? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, listening to him, I mean, that very, very short, it sounds like they're, they're going through some kind of discussions. And, and, you know, where's it going to end? Who knows? Um, but, I mean, let's face it. The, the Preds want to get him signed. And they're trying to find a number that can they can live with. And I'm sure he's thinking the same thing. Well, I want to stay here. But I need, you know, whatever the amount is. And so it's, you know, they're going to have to make a decision at a point in time. that Yeah, we're going to pay it, keep him, or, you know, not. Okay, well, let's say that whatever he's asking for right now is too rich for their blood. So now what do you do? Which, I mean, Yossi knows he's got him over the um, over a barrel. They just traded P.K. Subban. You know, so they can't... Tr- I mean, they could trade Yossi, but they're probably not. They feel like they're in the middle of a window. Johansson signed long-term. Deshane signed long-term. Teresa signed long-term. So they got all these guys signed long-term that you can't just, you know, you can't just decide, okay, it's going to be a rebuild. So Yossi knows he has him over a barrel. He knows he can name his price. Well, if, if what he wants is too rich for them, then what do you do? Do you let him play or do you trade him? Well, if you know you can't sign him, then you trade him. What if you think you've got a chance to win the cup this year? Well, it doesn't matter if you know you can't sign him. I mean, it's not. Or you're gonna you're gonna let him play throughout the year, and he's gonna leave, and you're not gonna get anything. So, I mean, I think if you if you're the the GM, if you're the contract guy, however they do it, and you know that they're at a point in time that you're gonna try to sign him for 
X number a year and he wants X plus $2 million, you're not going to get it done, then you probably do trade him. So what do you think is going to happen? I have no idea. I mean, I have no idea what kind of money they're talking about. Well, uh, to me, I think Roman Yossi's going to sign a contract extension. But I thought he was going to sign a contract extension before now. So the fact that he hasn't signed a contract extension is, I mean, you talk about alarm bells galore. And that's why I think this is such a mega story that nobody's talking about. Is this, I mean, I know Adam Vingen wrote an article about it. and It gets talked about a little bit, but this, like, what's the daily update on Roman Yossi? And again, how does this affect your team? If you are the Predators and you go into the season and the season does not start well, do you then have to start thinking about trading Roman Yossi? Uh, again, I, I don't. Like if you mind, have the best team in the league, you can't just trade your captain off the team even if he doesn't have a contract next year, can you? In, oh, yeah. But then, if, if, it's, if it's that or nothing, absolutely. Well, you're going to try to win a cup. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you're not, if you're going to lose him, and and at a point in time, and you're going to get absolutely nothing in return, versus trading him and getting something, I mean, you're going to trade him and get something, because you can't afford to have a if he's that good and that big a deal, and a, you know, you can't lose him and not get anything. You know, you've got to, you may lose him, but at least you can say, yeah, we lost him, but. We got these two draft choices or these two, three players or whatever the case may be. I think Mark Stone last year went for two players and two picks. And I think Yossi is better than Stone. Now, I know Stone's a forward and Yossi's a defenseman, but I think Yossi is a significantly better player than Mark Stone. So Stone went for two forward or two prospects and two picks. So if Yossi goes for, I, I think what happens is you get a younger, established defenseman who's simply not as good as Yossi, and you get picks with that. So, like, you get Noah Hannafin, who's a nice, young, decent player in Calgary, and you get Noah Hannafin, two firsts, and a, play, and a prospect. And you plug Noah Hannafin right into your top four, and you're not as good as you were before, but at least you get something for Yossi. I'd rather have Yossi than have Noah Hannafin, and I'd rather have Yossi than, than the picks. Usually, I take the picks and I take the prospects over the player, this case, I take the player over the picks and the prospects. The problem is, is again, you do not have a contract with him. And yeah. I'm just, I think this to become for now that they're playing games. To me, this becomes a daily. What if he? What if he gets hurt? He plays tomorrow, gets hurt. Now you can't trade him. So now what do you do? Your team captain. Well, it's not going to help him. Best player you got. Yeah, he'll still not, hit the market and still get ten, eleven that, million a year. That won't help him though. I mean, maybe he'll still get his money. Well, I mean, maybe they're offering ten million. Maybe he wants twelve, and you just you got hurt, and nobody knows where you are. You probably lost that twelve. Now all of a sudden, the ten they're offering looks a lot better. I I don't know. I mean, I just say this: I think that this is a huge story that should be talked about, and I am monitoring. And I think again, you've got to play well early in the season because if you don't, and he's not signed. Then what do you do? So we'll take your phones in on it. If you got a football call, we'll not take that. 
737-1025. Your Preds thoughts here on Jared and the GM right here. It's ESPN 1025 The Game live from the Wholesale Inc. studio powered by RumbleOn.com. It's Jared and the GM on ESPN 1025 The Game. I thought it was a really good camp for us. Um, obviously, the, the results don't matter as much, but uh, I think winning hockey games always gives you a little confidence. And um, I thought we, we played some, some really good games, and even the practices were guys worked hard so uh, it was it was a good camp roman yossi says hey good camp good camp so far good we'll see tomorrow when we're at pete and terry's tavern you people can come register to win tickets and then we'll stay, we'll watch the game tomorrow and then we'll know if, if the power play's fixed and if matt duchene's the real deal and when are you going to get a contract because again i think the number one story surrounding the predators that is not talked about enough is the fact that roman yossi has not signed a new contract yet. And again, how long do you let it go until you have to do something about it? Well, yeah, but we don't know they're letting it go. I mean, he might be the one letting it go. Right. Oh. But it, it doesn't it get to a point to where, like, let's say Yossi says, I want $12 million. Look, we can't do that. Then eventually, you know, you hope that he moves off of his number and he keeps looking you dead in the face and says, $12 million. Well, we can't do $12 million. $12 million. We, there's no way we can fit that in and have a competitive team that will... I want $12 million. At some point, you know and you got you to move on. And I just wonder when that point is. Yeah, that'll be all part of the negotiation. Well, you have until the trade deadline. After the trade deadline, you're porked. So there's nothing you do after that. But, again, I don't know. I, I actually probably need to go... Do some more figuring out about where they are on this one before I talk anymore. But with that, let's go to your phones. Let's go to uh, Kyle, who's up next on the Roman Yossi contract. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, Kyle. Hi, guys. Um, I know David Poyle is a very good GM, and he's made some great deals over the year. Uh, over the years, you know, thinking about trading Shea Weber for P.K. Subban. So he's not afraid to move the captain. However, I think what it's going to come down to, if he hasn't signed by the trade deadline, no matter really where we are in the standings, he's got a tough choice to make. But I think, in my opinion, you got to trade him. You get a guy maybe who's a little younger, uh, you know, because someone will take him. They'll take him in a, a trade and sign. It's just a matter of finding that right fit. Um, I have confidence that David Poyle can do that, but it's just a matter of uh, me. I think they have $22 million in cap space after this year, so who knows what that number is. I don't think he's worth $12 million a year, but, again, I want to keep him around, um, so we'll see. Good luck to David Poyle figuring this out, but I, I would trade him at the deadline. Thank you for the call. Again, can you maximizing value if you trade him at the deadline. What if you're a really good team? What if you're the best team in the league? Well, the thing you don't want to get caught in all these situations is the same. You don't want to get down to where people know you're at a deadline. Yeah, like where the and Steelers so, were with A.B. Yeah, you don't want because what happens then is you are going to get a deal. You know, you are going to get if you're if you're a player and you're sitting there, you're going to get more money than they were going to offer you. If you're a team and you're looking for, you're going to be able to get him at a lesser price because they are, you know, they can't hold on to him because if they hold on to him, they're just going to lose him in, you know, three months or whatever that is. 
So, I mean, you just don't want to get yourself close to a to a deadline. That's why if they're going through it now and negotiating the contract out now, then, you know, at a point in time here, you realize like, if you knew next week that you were there was absolutely no way you were going to get him signed, then you need to start talking to teams. Yeah, but if you call, you've got Roman Yossi, your team captain, who is a Norris Trophy caliber defenseman, and you, David Poyle, pick up the phone and you call Calgary, and you say, hey, what do you think about Roman Yossi? Doesn't that just send alarm bells off to Calgary where they're going to say, oh, my God, let's get this for as low of a price as we can get it? You know, like if a car dealership dealership called me and said, you know, hey, we'll give you this Maserati right here just for the right deal. I bet I have a 20 grand, you know, then that's where it starts to go a little back and forth. But that's why you start now, because you can literally talk to every team that way. I mean, there's not one team that would say, you know, no, we, you know. Because you're not, you're going to be talking to them about trades and what do you think and what are you looking for and would you be interested and and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, but then wouldn't you put down the phone in the first call you'd be to ESPN and say, hey, Nashville's offering Yo- Romeozzi uh, around. Yeah, that could very well be. So I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. I think Yossi is the exception to the rule here. I think that they will, they will find, first of all, I think they're going to get a deal done with him. I don't know why I think that, but I do. But I thought they were going to get a deal done with him like July 2nd. And then I thought they were going to get a deal done with him before training camp. And neither of those have happened. But, I mean, this is the one guy who I think they may risk it for. Who they may risk taking him to free agency and letting him go to free agency and trying to re-sign him after the season. Because I just don't know what it does to your team if you get going and he's your captain and in the middle of the year you trade him. What does that do to your locker room? What does that do to your team? Let's go to Keith. Who's up next? What's up, Keith? Hi, guys. Uh, I know it's a record, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, go to it. But anyway, uh, I've got a crazy concept, but, you know, this is expansion draft here. If, uh, if Roman's not under contract, they don't have to protect him. I think they're going to bring Ellie Tolvanen up. So it gives them an extra couple of forwards that they can protect. Anyway, I'll get off and listen. Thanks for the call. Uh, first of all, I think back deals like that of the, hey, we'll let you go to free agency and not protect you, but then we'll re-sign you. I'm pretty sure those kind of deals are against the rules. And secondly, if you do something like that, you risk somebody else signing him. Yeah, I mean, anytime you let, I don't care when it is or who it is, anytime you let them get to a point where the free agency is here and that you don't know what the rest of the league are going to offer. And the rest of the league, that, that same, whoever we were talking about is a team sitting there saying, okay, we offer you this from a draft choice standpoint. And then we were going to have to turn around and, and sign a contract for $12 million a year. Well, now all we have to do is do the contract for 12 million a year. We don't have to pay. So it's a better deal for them. And so, you know, if that happens, then, you know, you're, you're probably going to be in trouble if that if, in fact, that is the issue. Let's go to uh, Dante, who's up next. What's up, Dante? Dante. OK, says Preds extension in the box. I still think they're going to get a deal done. I still think they're going to get a deal done with Roman Yossi. 
And yet, at what point, like, let's just, you know, use me for the example. At what point do I stop thinking that they're going to get a deal done with him? You know, he was the priority in the offseason was, we're going to get a deal done. Then they do Duchesne July 1. The, July 1 is the day that they, that they can officially do a deal with Yossi. Then comes July 2. And I remember being in New York City where I was doing the show from and expecting, you know, I remember saying to Ryan, like, hey, I think there's a chance they're going to sign Yossi. And if they sign Yossi, you know, how big is that going to be? And then they didn't sign Yossi. And then they got to camp and we were like, okay, well, if they, if they don't get to camp with a deal, then what? Well, now they're to the season. They're to the season. And they don't have a deal. So at what point do I give up and say, you know what? He's either asking for too much money or they're lowballing him too much or they're not going to get a deal done. And I'm thinking like maybe Thanksgiving because if you go past Thanksgiving and you're trying to negotiate this deal, to your point, February is right around the corner once you get to Thanksgiving and you can't be calling guys the day before the deadline saying, hey, by the way, I got Roman Yossi available and then uh, you can't do that. No, that's where you really get screwed over. You know, you're not going to get anything near what you want he's going to still end up with the contract he wants and everybody's going to be happy but you so you know that's why you have to start on these things early enough that that um that you know that the word is out that you're trying to do this so that if in fact somebody calls and says do you have anybody else that's interested you can at least say yeah we got a couple that are interested and that team realizes, hey, in fact, if if in fact they do, I've got to come up with something here. But if but, that gets to the press and it gets out there that Nashville's calling around on Roman Yossi, doesn't that then essentially mean that, I mean, that that could burn a bridge that you may not be go- able to repair? It's going to get out there. If you call around on Yossi, oh, it yeah. will immediately get out yeah, there. Yeah, well, I don't know immediately, but it, it'll get out there at some point in time. Like, you know that as a GM going in there, don't you? Like, oh, hey, yeah. I'm going to call yeah. Calgary on this, and if I don't do a deal with Calgary at the end of this phone call, everyone's going to know that I yeah, called Calgary. Yeah, sure. And and you're not going to do a deal with Calgary, you know. So what happens is, you know, you you know that if, in fact, but he'll, he'll know that too. You know, you'll tell him, hey, if, if we can't get this done now, I'm going to need to start shopping you around a little bit and you know so don't be offended if the word gets out there that you know on and on it's not ideal but it's the only thing you can do who's got more leverage the preds or yossi uh yossi i mean why if if in fact he's looking for the money and they're not willing to pay it i mean he's he's got him in a bind see i think yossi can pick his price and he's not moving off of it. And I think the Predators thought they were going to get some hometown discount with him because they got one from Ellis and they got one from DeShane. Got a couple. And they, they yeah. get hometown discounts all the time. So they think that this will work with him. And I think he's looking at it like, no, 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 cowboy. Oh, yeah. I gave you the hometown discount the last handful of years. So you can tell me over and over and over again, you can say to me, hey, we are... Uh, you know, whatever. You know, uh, you were paying me three million a year for the last handful of years, and I was taking you to the Stanley Cup Final. So don't call my phone now saying, "Hey, we want a hometown discount." I've been giving you a hometown discount. And for them to go, for them to have to go from three million to twelve million, uh, it'd be a shocker, man. 
That's, I mean, that is a gigantic leap. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Could you, could you, if you package Yossi, could you say, hey, if you take Yossi, you also have to take Turris? <laughs> could you do that one? I doubt it. I mean, you get less of a return, but at least turn, you get rid yeah, of. Instead of spending, but then you can sign whoever you want in the league without instead, tourists and Yossi. Instead on the of books. spending twelve million dollars on a player, now you're going to spend uh, eighteen or whatever the number would be, and getting a guy that you may not be crazy about. Six one five seven three seven one zero two five six one five seven three seven one zero two five. We'll take more of your phones. Plus, Adam Vingan from the Athletic will join us on Jared and the GM as we get set for the Pred season opener tomorrow night against Minnesota. It's Jared and the GM. Right here on ESPN 1025, the game. You probably get tired of, of being asked this and stuff, but everybody knows that what the team would like to do is create a long-term situation with you. I'm guessing you're not going to give a scoop on the air here today. <laughs> but we will but, take uh, it if you will. I mean, if you would like but, to but, announce that, that'd yeah. be great. But I'm hoping that everything is, is, <laughs> is moving and at, at some point it'll, it'll get done. Uh, yeah, I hope so. I mean, <laughs> I understand it's a it's a topic, but um, uh, like I said before, I'm I'm for me it's it's just another season. Like I'm trying to focus on my hockey game. I'm trying to get ready for the season, uh, having a good camp, and um, yeah, that's uh, that's all I can do. That's like you know, how there's GM talk. That's like player talk. Yes, sir. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I hope it gets done, but uh, I'm just gonna focus on my team and what I need to get. Oh, oh is that the case? I mean, I feel like if you don't have a contract and it's getting close to getting done, that is your focal thought, even when it's not your focal thought. Well, it's, and again, you don't know what the situation is because they'll have an agent, I'm sure. And and the agent is negotiating, you know, this. And if, in fact, you're, you know, you're wanting $12 million a year and they're at eleven two then you probably can say, oh, okay, you know what? I know we're close enough. We're going to get a deal done I can live with. But if you're at 12 a year and they're talking nine, you know, now you're going, oh, man, this is going to be hard. They're going to have to do a lot of changes, make a lot of changes here. Or this is probably not going to get done at my number. How would you want to be in David Boyle's shoes right now trying to do this right here? Where, Especially, like, if you go to him and you try to get him to take a hometown discount, he may get offended that you're asking him to take $9 million when he can get 11 on the open market. Uh, and I think, uh, and I don't know this, I don't know anything about but I'm going to guess he probably think he, he gave him gave a hometown discount first time around. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> hey, my hometown discount was in the last contract. This year, we're, pay me. With interest. <laughs> to your phone, Scott is up next on Roman Yossi. What's up, Scott? Hey, everyone's kind of throwing out the money issue, you know, whether it's 12 or 10 or 9 or 11 or whatever it is. What if it's not the money, though? What if it's the same thing that it kind of always is with Boyle and Yossi's looking for a no movement, a no trade, something along those lines, and that's where the hiccup is. The money's right, but there's a no movement that they're arguing over or a no trade that they're arguing over, and that's where the issue lies. Then I think, thank you for the call. Then Correct me if I'm wrong, but at that point, don't you say, if you can't do this to our what we do, then we got to trade you, because you're not good enough for us to set a precedent with you on that kind of. And that becomes a question, and and this is what's hard. And again, I don't know what other clubs do, but I get the impression that there's quite a few of these no trade clauses out there. Oh yeah, with a lot of players. So, you know, your choice as the GM. 
is you are either, you know, we've only given this to one guy and that's all we're ever going to give it to. So the rest of that, and, and you will have players, more than one, that will come along and say, hey, I'm going someplace else, you know, if I can't get the no trade. So then, you're, you know, you're caught with, it doesn't matter, it's so important to us, it's something we're never, ever going to do as long as I'm GM, then, you know, fine, you can stick with that, but you're going to lose players. And otherwise, you say, okay, you know, maybe that rule's not what it used to be. Now that that's it's become more common with a lot of these players that that's something that you're gonna do, we need to kind of fall in line because all of these when you you talk about uh, free agency and people that you want to sign and people you want to trade for, if if they are people that are all looking for that kind of thing, then you're you know you're hurting yourself. Let's go to William, who's up next on Roman Yossi. Thank you for calling. What's up, William? Hey guys, Floyd. Uh, early on in your tenure as GM, you sacrificed uh, a lot in the salary cap, and it ended up, and I compliment you for that, because it ended up getting us one yard from almost winning a Super Bowl, and I'm thankful for that. Thank you. And what what you did was you sacrificed the future for a chance at the Big Cup. My question is, I think a more interesting question than what uh, you've been talking about today is, um, what if you're approaching the deadline, the trade deadline, and Poyle and Lobulette feel like Yossi is the piece that they need in order to win the Stanley Cup, and you don't trade him, but you keep him? Is it worth the risk to sacrifice the future like you did with the Titans earlier on? Thanks, guys. Thanks, William. Good question. I, I don't. Th- I would say this: if if you get to the trade deadline, and the difference is the amount of money, whatever it is, $2 million a year, let's say. I'm just throwing it out. And you think he's the difference between you getting to the final or not? you got to pay him, in my opinion. Whatever, you've got to go ahead and, and get the deal done because he is that important to you. And and could it hurt you later on? Yeah, probably could. You know, I don't, I don't know when or where, but at a point in time it's going to – but you may never – ever get this opportunity again you may never have a team as complete enough that is complete enough that you can be a part of it you can look at it you can be around it you can say this is in fact a super bowl team or this is in fact you know a hockey cup championship team and if you say that then you need in my opinion anyway you need to work keep it together got a tweet in that says the preds do not have enough defensemen to trade yossi away they will trade away tourists or someone who gets hot and then take care of Yossi. I mean, if that's the case, why don't the Titans just trade Jameel Douglas and see if they can get Khalil Mack to come rush the passer? You know, like this is not how this works. The idea, look, I you know, think we all would agree that that I would not be disappointed if the Predators traded away Kyle Turris. But the idea that you're going to get rid of Turris and that's going to be what paves the way for you to be able to sign Yossi – I don't buy that for a second. Oh yeah, I don't know. You know that would that would be a money thing, but I don't. You know, again, the hard part about tourists is is his contract or the impression I get. You know, and you say, okay, I'm willing to trade this guy, and people say, yeah, okay, we'll trade. Um, you know, we'll 
pay his contract for a year or two or split it with you or do something that's not going to help you because you're not getting anything in the trade and they're not taking all the money. So, I mean, that's that's the impression I get, that it's just really, really hard to get that thing done. The The impression I get is that the Preds, the options of trading him are so bad that the other option is to let him play and see if he plays better. Sure. And hope when and when that is value. and the hoping of let's just hope to see that he can play better, when that is your best option, that tells you what the option to trade him looks yeah. like. Yeah, because if you had an option, any kind of trade that was, you know, I mean, truth is, in my mind, if you had the option and you got any kind of trade where you got something in return and they took the whole contract, PK might still be here. You'd have to take it. You know, you'd have to say, sure, I'll take it, whatever. And just take the entire contract and and give me a fourth or oh, whatever whatever. I, I think if you could, if you could trade him for a, a seventh, if you could trade him for a seventh, and they took all the money, they'd take him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Took. In fact, I think if you traded them like if you traded them your seventh with him for a sixth, I think they'd do it. I I do. I I think that they look at him as a six million dollar black hole, so that tells you what the other options of trading him are. <laughs> yes, it does. For whatever that is worth. Six one five seven three seven one zero two five. Jared and the GM. Pred season starts tomorrow again. We will be live out at Pete and Terry's Tavern. Come on out and see us. And if you stop by before four forty five, you can register to win a pair of tickets for a drawing to win tickets for game one tomorrow night. So we hope to see a lot of people out at Pete and Terry's Tavern tomorrow. And, in fact, uh, all Morning Drive will be out there giving away tickets, as will Darren, Donick, and Chase. So get excited for uh, all of that. Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. I will be excited when I see the Preds game tomorrow and I see that happy Hiller logo right there in the center of the ice for the first time this regular season. And if you go to Bridgestone Arena, you will see that happy Hiller logo everywhere. Why? Because Hiller is proud supporters of the Nashville Predators. And not only are they proud supporters of the National Predators, but they're proud supporters of the Tennessee Volunteers and They are the best. That's why they have an average 4.8 out of 5 star rating with over 15,000 online reviews. And of course you can add my review right there. When I moved into my home a year ago, I didn't know what the heck heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical even was. But now anytime I have an issue, big or small, Hiller comes out to the home and they take care of it. Thanks to true transparency pricing, I always know that I get a great deal. That's Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Jared and the GM, it's ESPN 1025 The Game. Jared and the GM, Preds Insiders, and Smashville Live coming up, following us to get you excited and pumped and ready for the season opener tomorrow. And somebody who I know is pumped, and I think is married now, joins us now on the show. He's live out at Brewhouse South, where, of course, Smashville Live and Preds Insiders will be tonight. David Poyle, Brian Poyle will be there in a little bit. Adam Vengen of The Athletic. Adam, are you married now? No. Soon? December. Okay, so he's soon to be married. Uh, I apparently did not get my invite to the bachelor party, so uh, 
you know, that's a, a whole other thing to be upset about. But, Adam, we start with you on this. Roman Yossi does not have a contract yet. What do you think is going on there as they start the season tomorrow? Well, when you look around the NHL and you look at some of the other high-profile soon-to-be unrestricted free agents, players who are eligible for unrestricted free agency next summer. Roman Yossi is far from the only one who hasn't re-signed. That's a list that includes Taylor Hall in New Jersey, Alex Petrangelo in St. Louis, Braden Holpe and Nick Backstrom in Washington, Tory Krug in Boston. Now, the Predators are not the only team in this situation with players that we're eligible to be re-signed this past July 1st, and you think back to last July 1st, July 1st, 2018, and several players in that position re-signed on that first day. Oliver ekman Larson, Drew Doughty, um, Logan Couture, uh, Ryan McDonough. So I really do think that some of it may have to do with the cap situation around the league, the salary cap not going up as much as expected teams not quite sure knowing what their cap situation is going to be next year and the Predators are one of those teams that are tight to the cap um, so I'm not ne- I, I, I never actually thought that this was a contract that was going to get done before training camp um, so am I surprised that we've gotten to this point without him being under contract no I'm not you know I, I still believe that it will eventually get done and my colleague at the Athletic, Pierre Lebrun reported on TSN last week that while the Predators are hoping to get Roman Yossi somewhere in the $8.5 million range, his side is looking for something that starts with a 9. So uh, I really do think, as you two were talking about beforehand, about the hometown discount. His last contract was definitely a hometown discount. Um, I think there are more than 80 defensemen this season who will have a larger cap hit than Roman Yossi's $4 million in the final year of his deal. By next season, he could easily be the third highest paid defenseman in the NHL behind Eric Carlson and Drew Doughty, which would put him somewhere in the 9 to $10 million range most likely. Adam, do you believe the power play issues with Dan Lambert and Matt Duchesne have been fixed after what you've seen during the preseason? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear the beginning of that question. Jerry, could you repeat yourself? I said, do you think the power play woes have resolved themselves with the new system and Matt Duchesne added to the mix after what you've seen so far? I've liked what I've seen so far. Um, I know, as you mentioned, it is the preseason, so you have to take it with the requisite grain of salt. But I really like how they've modernized the approach to the power play. First of all, switching from three three forwards and two defensemen to four four forwards, and one defenseman. And you saw in the game, the preseason game at home against Tampa, that was the first and only game, I believe, where all five players on that top power play unit were on the ice and they scored two power play goals. It was the second one that I thought was especially encouraging, where where Ryan Johansson fed Matt Duchesne along the goal line for a tic-tac-toe, finishing with Victor Arvidsson scoring on a one-timer from the slot. Victor Arvidsson, on the score sheet at least, has been a non-factor on the power play for the last few years because he's been that net front guy. But now with Matthew Shane in that area, it frees Victor Arvidsson to be more of a shooter on the power play, which should only help him and the team. 
Uh, so I, I really like what I've seen, of course, once we start seeing it in action against full-fledged NHL lineups starting tomorrow. We'll, we'll see exactly how much it's improved, but I do think that the early returns are encouraging. Adam, the um, we've we've waited two or three years for Duchesne to get here. Is it possible after all of that anticipation and you know year after year, he's the guy we need. We need to trade or we need to sign. And then, is it going to be possible for him to do enough to satisfy the average fan? That's a good question. Just when you think about, as you mentioned, Floyd, how much. And for how long the Predators have lusted after uh, Matt Duchesne. I mean, going back as far as two seasons ago when they traded for Kyle Turris in a, contra- in, a, in a trade, excuse me, that involved Matt Duchesne going from Colorado to Ottawa. And then again at the deadline last year where Matt Duchesne ultimately ended up in Columbus. And at that time I referred to Matt Duchesne as David Boyle's white whale. Um, but he was finally be- he was finally able to hook him this summer um, and you're right I mean last year he had 70 points which was a tied for a career high he had 31 goals which I believe was a career high and I'm not sure that he's going to be able to reach that number again but I, I like the position that he's in on this team I like that he's put, starting with Philip Forsberg and Mikhail Granlund I really like the potential for that combination so he sort of is behind the eight ball, so to speak, right from the beginning just because of how long people have expected him to be here. But he already seems very comfortable. I, I like what I've seen from him in the preseason. He's very dynamic. He's creative. He's hard to push off the puck when he has it. And I do think that adds a different element to that top six that we haven't seen in a few years what the Predators were hoping to see for Kyle Turris, and it, they did for like a month and a half, but really haven't since then. So, you know, I, I do think if Matt Duchesne can get to at least 60 points, I, I do think that that can be a reasonable first season for him. You have, um, they've taken the, the first line and split them up a little bit in, in hopes of creating two, you know, good lines. And give me give me your thoughts on that. Is it do you feel, you know, was was having one of the best two or three front lines more important than having two lines that maybe aren't at that level but are gonna be really, really solid? Well, of course when you go back to that first round series against Dallas when that top line was a non factor, they couldn't get offense from anybody else. So in an, in an effort to achieve better scoring balance, they're going to start the season by splitting Forsberg from Johansson and Arvidsson. And historically, when that happens, when one or multiple of those players are separated from that line, the results aren't as encouraging from a statistical standpoint. But that was before the Predators had Matt Duchesne and Mikhail Granlund. Um, and I think a Forsberg, Granlund, Duchesne combination, not necessarily in that order, has a lot of potential, especially for Mikhail Granlund, who, when he was a 67 to 69 point scorer for the Wild for a couple of seasons before the trade, it was because he was a really great playmaker. If you put him on the line with two strong shooters like Duchesne and Forsberg, and he is the facilitator of that line, similar to what Ryan Johansson is on the top line, I really do think that he could thrive in that role and and really bounce back from what we didn't see from him 
once he got here after the trade deadline. So I, I do think, you, you know, of course, you're you're taking away a line that has statistically been one of the best in the NHL over the past three years, but you have the depth now in those top six roles where you can switch things around and, and, and give it another shot. And as Peter Laviolette has said, it's only a starting point. And these lines are not etched in stone, as we know from Peter Laviolette. He switches lines not only from game to game, but period to period. So it's possible that these lines don't stick for a long time, but I'm hoping that he gives them the opportunity to do so for a few games, for a couple of weeks, to see if they have something before making a switch. Adam Vingan from The Athletic. We'll see more from Adam on Preds Insiders, which is coming up next. Jared and the GM tomorrow, live from Pete and Terry's Tavern, where you can win Preds tickets, Preds Insiders, Smashville Live. It's all next. Jared and the GM. Thanks, Adam.